minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
ای که دره شمخا پیس آدامت مایی مرد مایی بیای زارتامون به تختی یای سوره شخوی فرخ رو شخوی فرخ رو بیگی و بیگی و بطوم
J.M. in the A.M. Good morning. It's a Thursday. Welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org, and of course on the NSN app, uh, dedicating that Schar Mitzvah to our friends up at Camp Misora, who enjoyed Mordechai Shapiro last night. I was watching some of the uh, Facebook Live video <laughs> that was being taken. They had a nice outdoor concert celebration in Kumsitz uh, last night up in uh, Camp Misora. So uh, to Mordechai Shapiro, hope you enjoyed your visit to Guilford, New York, and to everybody in Misora, hope you enjoyed the great Jewish music. Dove Katz, I saw, was coordinating from the Neshama Orchestra, doing a great job as usual. Uh, so again, uh, greetings to everybody up at Misora. And if, I, I believe if you go to their Facebook page, you can still see that video. Uh, some of the uh, celebratory uh, activities happening last night up on campus. Uh, Avramo Avram Fried before that with Otsar. You heard Kayal done by Moshe Hech. Lipa had Ben Fega, Ein Adir, the Simchas Chaim Mizrach medley with Lenny Solomon. Shira Chadasha Boys Choir and Am Yisrael, and of course Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Thursday on this July 7th. It's the first of Tammuz. Today is Rosh Chodesh. Today is Rosh Chodesh. Uh, all the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh, including Yalav Yavo, Hallel, special Torah reading, uh, Baruch Inafshi, um, for those who say it in their uh, Nusach. What am I forgetting? Am I forgetting something? Why do I always think there's five things? There's Yalav Yavo, there's Hallel, special Torah reading, Musaf, and Baruch Inafshi. There you go. That's a total of five. 77 degrees outside with 83% humidity. Winds are south at 3 miles per hour. Scattered thunderstorms today with a high temperature of 89. Then tonight, thunderstorms early, a low temperature of 75. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high temperature of 92 degrees. 86 right now in Yerushalayim. I'm up in Guilford, New York. Our friends at Camp Missouri have got 66 degrees. They're heading into the mid-80s today. As we again say good morning to them up in uh, Guilford, New York, here at JM in the AM. Well, a mazel tov to the Rogelberg and Fast families. I just posted on uh, on Facebook a mazel tov message to Jewish heroes uh, Batsheva and Rabbi Yehoshua Fass. Uh, they're, um, the Rogelberg and Fass children, Jessica and Elchanan, are getting married tonight in Yerushalayim. And we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Uh, we'll see Rabbi Fass Bezrat Hashem in just a few days when we embark on the July 18th flight with Nefesh Benefesh to the Holy Land and have the honor of escorting or being escorted by hundreds of Olim with a lot of kids on board, I'm told this time, even relative to other trips, a lot of kids. Um, and that'll happen on the 18th of, um, of July. And on the actual 18th, <laughs> on the actual 18th, on Monday, usually we broadcast for three hours Tuesday, and that's what you hear here on the air. But on the 18th, Monday, from the plane, we're going to be recording a significant portion of JM and the AM on the plane itself, something we have not tried before. We've done interviews and stuff and never done a continuous segment, uh, a significant segment of the show on the plane. Uh, that is the plan for this time. So on the 18th, and of course on the 19th when we land in Israel, uh, we will present that program here at JM in the AM. So yeah, we're spending convention week in the Holy Land, visiting our friends at Rigavim, uh, uh, being with our friends at um, uh, the NCSY summer programs, including Yom NCSY on that Thursday night, which you'll hear about on Friday morning of that week. 
So yeah, our convention week will be convening with uh, our brothers and sisters in Israel uh, here at JMNAM. Fittingly enough, that's how we're going to be spending that week. 77 degrees, scattered thunderstorms, a high of 89. More coming up. It's Rosh Chodesh morning here on a Thursday at JMNAM. Eitan Freilich. A brand new music alert as Eitan Freilich is scheduled to join us in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. And plenty more happening, plus a great schedule all day long at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. Uh, you can comment on the app, as many, many people did yesterday. Yesterday we had a great day for comments on the app. A lot of people are checking in regarding the Z-Report live lunch and the uh, replay of the 9 at 9 and so much of our great programming that was going on here at JM and the AM. We had the opportunity... Yesterday morning to speak with uh, Major General Daron Almog, who was the first uh, IDF commander on the ground at Entebbe 40 years ago. That generated a lot of comments on our uh, app. So if there's anything that's happening here that you'd like to comment about or just uh, state to the world, you can go to the comments section of the NSN app and do just that. 24 minutes before 7 o'clock. More coming up. Thanks for tuning in to JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Pure Soul with La Olam. You heard Shalshelis Jr. in Yerushalayim. Smachot done by Yaakov Shweki off the brand new We Are a Miracle. Solomon Brothers had Imein Anili Mili Tifera done by Shlomo Katz. Uh, I read earlier today, I don't remember where I saw this, but um, rightfully there was a uh, an article posted about uh, the mother of Hallel Yafa Ariel asking everybody on this Rosh Chodesh to say Hallel with even stronger and uh, more meaningful intent. And um, to that end, a Hallel selection from Baruch Levine, as we remember Hallel Yafa Ariel here at JM in the AM. Shame, 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 
part of the Hallel service on this Rosh Chodesh morning as we remember the amazing 13-year-old who we keep learning more and more about, Hallel Yaffa Ariel, brutally murdered last week by an Arab terrorist. Rosh Chodesh morning here on a Thursday at JM in the AM. Thanks for tuning in. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. We've got um, Gali Tzal in the background. I want to thank Pei Dalid for joining us in hour number three yesterday. Eitan Freilich with brand new music joining us today, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Amazing day on our stream all day long at jmtheam.org. I'll give you the lineup of what to expect all through the day, even now. In July, in the heat of the summer, we're able to provide amazing programming and great shows and wonderful guests. And I'll go through some of that with you uh, a little later on this morning here at JM in the AM. Don't forget, you can continuously post on our app. Uh, go to the Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone. And you can post on the home screen of the app any comment you have regarding anything we're doing on the air. And we welcome your comments. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Tov and Chodesh Tov from Jam in the Am. גליצאל השעה שתיים, כאן שיבל קרמי מנסור עם מה שקורה עכשיו. ראש ממשלת אתיופיה, היילה מריאם, אומר כי מדינות מזרח אפריקה יפעלו יחד על מנת להשיב את ישראל לאיחוד מדינות היבשת. אין סיבה למנוע מישראל את העמדה הזו, מכיוון שלא רק מדינה אחת נמצאת עם ישראל במערכת יחסים, אלא הרבה מהמדינות האפריקניות עובדות יחד איתה, לכן אנחנו רוצים מעורבות של ישראל במערכת האפריקנית שלנו. דברי היילה מריאם בתום פגישה עם ראש הממשלה נתניהו באדיס אבבה. ישראל הודחה מהארגון בשנת 2002 בעקבות לחץ פלסטיני. בתוך כך בישראל מכחישים את הדיווחים הבוקר על ניסיון התנגשות בנתניהו בעת ביקורו בקניה. מדווחת שליחתנו עם פמליית ראש הממשלה אל שחר. במסיבת עיתונאים עם ראש ממשלת אתיופיה אמר נתניהו, אני לא מכיר את הסיפור כי הוא לא היה ולא נברא. גורמי ביטחון ציינו שלא היה שינוי במסלול הנסיעה של השיירה. פרסום ראשון, הוועדה המקומית לתכנון ולבנייה בירושלים תדון בשבוע הבא באישור בנייה ללמעלה ממאה יחידות דיור בשכונת גילה מעבר לקו הירוק. כתבנו בבירה, מיכאל שמש. הוועדה תתכנס ביום רביעי הבא והיא צפויה לאשר בניית כמאה יחידות דיור בשכונת גילה. כזכור ראש הממשלה נתניהו הודיע על בנייה של כמאתיים דירות נוספות בירושלים. ספק ביקורת חריפה מהבית הלבן שכינה את הבנייה השתלטות על אדמות. משפחות נרצחי הפיגועים נפגשות. הוריה של הלל אריאל, זכרה לברכה, שקמו הבוקר מהשבעה, הגיעו לנחם את בני משפחת מרק בעתניאל. אנחנו מברכים אתכם, שאם את תפרי כתבנו ענבל תמיר מזכיר כי מוקדם יותר חל שיפור במצבה של חווה מרק, אלמנתו של מיכאל, והיא בהכרה מלאה ובמצב בינוני. 
עובד בתחנה לשטיפת מכוניות בשפרעם, שנהג ברכב ללא רישיון, דרס עובד אחר במקום ופצע אותו קשה. הפצוע, בן 22, פונה לבית החולים רמב"ם, ואילו הדורס נמלט מהמקום. כתבנו קובי מנדל מוסר כי המשטרה עצרה אותו ופתחה בחקירה. ראש ממשלת מרוקו, עבדל אילה בן קיראן, פרץ בבכי בשידור חי במהלך ראיון על הפיגוע שאירע שלשום בעיר אל-מדינה בסעודיה. במהלך הראיון לערוץ אל-ערבייה נשאל בן קיראן כיצד הרגיש כששמע על פיגוע ההתאבדות במסגד שלידו קבור על פי המסורת הנביא מוחמד. הוא השיב, איבדתי את היכולת לדבר נוכח הידיעות האלה, ופרץ בבכי. כתבנו ג'קי חוגי מזכיר כי בפיגוע נרצחו ארבעה אנשי הביטחון שמנעו את כניסתו של המתאבד למתחם הקדוש. הסייפת דלילה חתואל דורשת להשתתף במשחקים האולימפיים בריו לאחר שהשיגה את הקריטריון הבינלאומי, אבל לא עמדה בתנאי הסף שקבע הוועד האולימפי הישראלי. היא שוחחה בגל"צ עם אפי טריגר ואלי ישראלי. זה לא פייר? כן, אני טוענת שהופלאתי, ללא ספק. אם פה אני לא מקבלת שוויון הזדמנויות, פה בישראל, במקום שכולנו סבלנו מחוסר שוויון, אתם, דווקא אתם, לא תראו את העוול הזה שהפוליטיקה פה משתלטת. אני אמשיך על הצדק שלי, אני באמת מאמינה בו בכל ליבי. אני אלך חזק ועד הסוף. התחזית חם וללא שינוי בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורכת יערה שפירא. בחסות ארטריל גו, להקלת תסמיני שחיקת סחוס בברך. ארטריל גו, אצל... והמצאי לי, והמצאי לי, ולכל בני ויסי, ולכל בני ויסי, ולכל בני ויסי. וזוהי נויסי קוידם שאצטוב עוד איך לוהם, קוידם שאצטוב איך לוהם. ולכל בני ויסי, 
Yehuda Green off of uh, Peace in My Heart. Here at JM in the AM. Before that, you heard the uh, Ohad selection, Shir Harpanasa, done from the uh, CD Echad Yachid here at JM in the AM. Quarter after seven on a Thursday, it's Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Mazel Tov again, going out to the Rogelberg and Fast families. Jesse and Elchanan are going to get married later tonight in Yerushalayim. Special Mazel Tov to David and Sherry Rogelberg and Rabbi Yoshua, Josh Fass, and his wife Batsheva as they get set to celebrate tonight. And uh, we wish we could be there with them, the big celebration. We will see Rabbi Fass, of course, just a few days from now when we head to Israel and escort the um, hundreds of Olim on the July 18th flight to the Holy Lands. We're looking forward to that. We will see him at that point and uh, be able to wish him a Mazel Tov live and in person. Today's Rosh Chodesh, as we said, the mother of uh, Hallel Yaffa Ariel has asked that everybody say Hallel today with uh, greater intent, with more intense kavana. Uh, keeping Hallel in mind um, as we learn more and more about how special this 13-year-old girl who was murdered by an Arab terrorist was. And on the Israeli news that we played uh, for you just minutes ago, you heard that uh, the Ariel family just uh, arose from Shiva this morning and directly went to the Mark family, the family of Rabbi Mickey Mark, who was murdered this past Friday by an Arab terrorist on uh, Route 60 in Israel, uh, went directly to the home to be Menachem Ovel uh, to pay their respects and condolences uh, to the Mark family. And by the way, I posted this earlier in the week on Facebook. Uh, we'll try to repost it at some point a little later on. There, There is a campaign going on for a bulletproof uh, van for the Mark family, which will be shared with other families in uh, Utniel. And uh, this is a, a GoFundMe campaign that uh, our friends at Yeshiva Torah Traga made us aware of. Uh, they are uh, just over one quarter of their goal. They're like at 26, 27% of their goal so far. And if you read about it, you'll see why it's so vital and important for this family to have this at this point. Um, and the Yeshiva Torah Traga 
is uh, behind the whole effort because he, of course, was the beloved executive director of the yeshiva for many, many years. Uh, so if you go to the uh, GoFundMe page, GoFundMe.com, or obviously if you see any of the links on Facebook, you can just click. Uh, it's called Bulletproof Car for Mickey Mark Family. Bulletproof Car for Mickey Mark Family. We're encouraging everybody to give what they can and to help out. And again, if you read about it there on the page, you'll see exactly why it's so important. And our condolences again to the Mark family in Utniel from all of us here at JM in the AM. By the way, I mentioned earlier in the week that um, there's a Yeshiva High School in Israel in Yehuda um, that now has uh, six Avelim uh, in their high school related to terror attacks, sons, brothers, etc. Uh, yesterday we got the official list, and it and it is not it is not. Um, uh, Avalem currently necessarily, but it's those from the high school, from the yeshiva, who have lost a relative, a close relative, meaning sibling or parent, uh, to terror since the kidnapping of the boys uh, two years ago. So it's not a year, it's actually two years, and we have the list, and I think tomorrow at some point, maybe during the weekly update, I'll incorporate that list into our discussion as we um, think about the ramifications of all these terror attacks, and every time one of them occurs, it is even more, believe it or not, than, than the murder of, of somebody, which is enough as it is for a family. But it goes so beyond that in terms of changing the uh, dynamic of a family and of a community. I'm sure we'll have an opportunity at some point to mention it. 19 minutes after 7 o'clock, JM the AM on this Rosh Chodesh morning. A good time to remind everybody that the weekly update is tomorrow. We'll go through the events of the week, and there's plenty to talk about, of course. We'll go through the events of the week with Malcolm Holmline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Join us for that tomorrow morning here at JM the AM, starting at 7.40 Eastern Time. Do your best to make sure to tune in for that um for that broadcast. An anonymous source has told a Kuwaiti newspaper that on Tuesday, Kenyan authorities informed the Prime Minister of Israel's security guards that their convoy has to change its route. Kenya's security forces allegedly foiled an attempt to assassinate Prime Minister Netanyahu by attacking his convoy during his visit to the state as part of his five-day trip to Africa, according to the Kuwaiti daily newspaper Al Jarida. An anonymous source told the newspaper on Tuesday, shortly before the Prime Minister left the local airport on his way to a hotel in Nairobi, the Kenyan authorities informed Netanyahu security guards the convoy must change its route. The alert, according to the source, aroused arguments between Netanyahu security guards and the Kenyan security forces. At the beginning, the Israelis decried the security arrangements in Kenya. However, after the convoy changed its course and arrived at a safe hotel, it was discovered that Kenyan intelligence exposed a plan to attack vehicles in the original course. Thus, the decision to change the course saved the Israeli delegation, according to the newspaper. I'll tell you, prime ministers in an African country where he hasn't been in a long time, they are told to change the route. I can only imagine what is going through the mind of those responsible for security in terms of whether they should listen to that advice or not. That is, that is some decision to make. Anyway, that's what happened in Israel. You can see, uh, I posted the article on Facebook. You can see it under my profile. And um, thank God the Prime Minister has had a relatively quiet day in Africa. Rosh Chodesh Tammuz morning here at JM in the AM with a brand new selection from Avramo. Here's Avram Fried at JM in the AM.
Every day. 
J.M. and the A.M. Alenu done by um, Yehuda, brand new here at J.M. and the A.M. Before that, bring the house down. It's Avramo, Avram Freed here at J.M. and the A.M. 7.30 in the morning on this Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. Again, a mazel tov going out to the Rogelberg and Fast families. Rabbi Yoshua Fast and his wife Batsheva and their entire family are celebrating Jesse and Alchanan's wedding later tonight in Yerushalayim. We say mazel tov to them from all of us here at JM and the AM. Wish we could be there to celebrate, but we will see Rabbi Fast, of course, uh, just in a few days when we head to Israel with the Nefesh Benefesh flight on the 18th of July. Very much looking forward to that. Always an inspiring and incredible Trip. The National Weather Service issues a flash flood watch for Fairfield County, Passaic, Hudson, Bergen, Essex, and Union Counties in New Jersey, Westchester, New York, Bronx, Richmond, Kings, Queens, and Nassau County in New York. And uh, this is effective until 10 a.m., so keep that in mind. And uh, be careful out there, as they say. Scattered thunderstorms officially with a high temperature of 89. We're at 77 right now. Big regards to our friends up at Camp Missora who enjoyed Mordechai Shapiro last night. Uh, in concert on the grass, on the big field uh, between the campuses up at Camp Missouri in Guilford, New York. A big shout-out to everybody there. It was fun watching some of the Facebook Live uh, videos that were up from there. <laughs> it was really, it was actually, it was pretty exciting watching those. Um, so big thanks to Ari Katz, Joseph Stansky, and everybody who made that possible up at uh, Camp Missouri. And uh, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. On the topic of Amuna, Ramosha Chaim Lutzato, the Ramchal, elaborates on the significance of strengthening one's Amuna. Even if an individual is in a tight spot, he can escape and extricate himself, even from Gehenna. The great Rabbi Mordechai of Slonim, told over that there were two kosher dayanim who had arbitrated in the community for many years. In their old age, they made a tkias kaf that whoever would leave the world first would return to his friend to reveal what happens in the world of truth. After a time, one was nifter, one passed on. And after a short while, he revealed himself in a dream to his fellow dayan, his fellow judge. He began to tell him everything that happened. His neshama went to Shamayim. He appeared before the basin Shamayla, the heavenly court. The malachim, the angels, brought in a large pile of mitzvahs that he had done in his lifetime. They put them on one side of the scale. Then the malachi chavala, the angels of destruction, came with piles of averus, sins that he had committed, and put them on the other side of the scale. It looked like the mitzvahs would outweigh the sins. The judgment was still favorable, but one more malach came. It was the Avera of Shoicha that he carried, the one of bribery, and the scale tipped the other way. The man recalled the incident. The Dayan was very poor at that time. On the day he was going to Paskin Adin, he was going to sit in judgment. Right before the case, the person who was wealthy approached him, and tucked a large amount of money into his pocket. The Dayan gave himself a heter, a dispensation, because it says in the Torah, Lo sikach Don't take shoychad. Don't take a bribe. He didn't take it. It was pushed into his pocket. With his hands, he didn't do anything. Even though he knew it was usur, 
He knew it was forbidden. He couldn't be miskaber. He could not overcome this desire to take the money, and he kept it. This was the sin that swayed the din that he was sentenced to Gehenna. Immediately after that, they led him along the path to Gehenna. The dying began to feel the intense heat. He started to cry and scream from his pain. He begged to be brought back before the Dayanim and given a different punishment. They agreed. They took him back. They acceded to change the Onish for a different one. They showed him huge towers. They gave him a little hammer. He was told to break down the whole tower with a hammer. When he saw the giant towers, the man understood that even if he would work for years, he would be unable to break down the strong and mighty towers. He wouldn't even be able to make a small crack in them. Then he fortified himself and said, In Olam Hazah, I learned, I davened all my life. Did I ever do it for my honor? Certainly not. It was only to do the will of Hashem. Right now, I also want to do the will of Hashem. If he asks me to break this tower, I will do it with the tools that I have. He went up to the top of the roof and began to bang his hammer with all of his might, trying to reach the beams. As soon as he began to work, all of the tall buildings disappeared as if they had never been there. Two good malachim immediately appeared and brought him to Ganeden. It is a great limud for all of us, no matter what the challenge, no matter the physical or spiritual powers that we have, we can overcome all obstacles. We can make it at the end of 120 years to Olam This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Jam and AM Thursday on this Rosh Chodesh morning at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. And I remind everybody that's uh, traveling to and from the Catskill region that we have 90.1 FM for you to enjoy as you head up and down from the Catskill region. 90.9 at 91.9 FM up in Rockland County. And of course around the world on the web, jmnam.org and on the NSN app. We have an amazing day of programming on our stream at jmnam.org and on the NSN app, which I will get to in terms of the schedule in just a few minutes here at JM and the AM. Well, many of you are aware of the fact that um, about five and a half years ago, my brother Moshe Yonab and Rav Zevhalevi passed away from esophageal cancer. It's something we've dis- uh, we've discussed on these airwaves uh, before. And uh, I've made a commitment on a regular basis to remind people about um, getting screened, having endoscopies, looking for symptoms that could, God forbid, lead to esophageal cancer. And I was introduced to uh, Mark Ruttenberg. And um, again, I remind everybody, I'm not a doctor, and I am. And this is not. Uh, uh, this this is you know simply for discussion. Uh, not trying to give medical advice, just trying to uh, let people know what's out there. Mark Ruttenberg is chairman and CEO of CDX Diagnostics, which is based in Suffern, New York. He is a molecular biologist, and he has additional information about screening and testing for esophageal cancer for us here at JM in the AM. Mark Ruttenberg, welcome to JM in the AM. Hi, Nachum. Let me thank you. Uh, uh, so uh, basically, uh, this is good news. Well, one, um, one, one thing before we before we get before we get to the basically, let me let me re- <laughs> let, let, let me review what I know and what I've told the audience in the past about this topic, and then you can tell us you know where we go from here, so to speak. Uh, we've uh, we've discussed on this show that people, especially those 
who have uh, symptoms of uh, acid reflux, um, uh, uh, heartburn, etc., uh, it would be it would behoove them, especially at a certain age, once you hit your 40s and 50s, to get to screened to uh, have an endoscopy to see if anything's developing. If something would develop, it would turn to a, what is called Barrett's. Uh, from there, it can turn into esophageal cancer. Uh, the the primary symptoms of esophageal cancer, if they are the same as they were five years ago, are smoking and drinking. Ironically enough, neither of which my brother ever uh, undertook. Um, uh, every time I see a smoker, by the way, Mark, and I shouldn't say every time, many times when I see young smokers, and there are a lot of them in our community, although some people might find that hard to believe at this point, I, I tell them about the last six months of my brother's life and how he suffered uh, through that period of time, uh, just hoping that they'll reconsider. And I don't tell them that he wasn't a smoker, obviously, <laughs> but I, I hope that they would reconsider what they're doing. And uh, we encourage people to get tested as regularly as possible and to speak with their doctors about the entire topic. Now, now, you're telling us from CDX Diagnostics, Mark Ruttenberg, that there is what? A better, more efficient, something that's developing, that's significant in this area of detection? Yes. Yeah, so first, Nachum, it's important, before we get into anything that we do, I just want to correct a couple of things. Yeah. Um, the smoking and drinking is a different kind of esophageal cancer, not the kind your brother died from. The esophageal cancer that's rising, and it's the most rapidly rising cause of cancer in the United States, is quadrupled in white American men in the last 20 years. Is not related to smoking and drinking. It's related to heartburn, which well, you correct. Yeah, that. that's my point. He wasn't a smoker or a drinker. No, he's not. But, but, I, but, I, but, I, but I, but I, but I use, but I use his, but I use, type of but, but I use his case to try to encourage people to give up the smoking. Yeah, the, that, this, that's my this, point. This has to do with heartburn, and what you, right. if I can communicate just one thing, sure. you don't have to have a lot of heartburn. If you take Tums once a week, and you're a male, and you're over forty, go get an endoscopy. See your, get, get to a gastroenterologist and get an endoscopy to rule out Barrett's esophagus. This, this, we can just leave you with that one thought that's very important. Oh, we know people that have taken my advice on this over the airwaves and you know, have, have caught things very early, thank God. The good news, Nachum, is that this disease, the most rapidly growing cancer in the United States, esophageal adenocarcinoma, is now preventable. We can, this is not about cancer detection. It's not about detecting it early. It's about preventing it years before it can start. We can do that now. That wasn't true five years ago. Five years ago, six years ago, it was just becoming true. Now it is a fact. If you, if you, go to, if you get an upper endoscopy, there are two things they can do now. One thing is you have to find these precancerous cells. It was very challenging to find them before. Uh, unlike uh, if somebody gets a colonoscopy, you probably know that they're, they're looking for a polyp. The polyp is hanging down there, and the, and the gastroenterologist can see it when they do the colonoscopy. The esophagus is different. It's flat. It's not visible. You don't know where to take the biopsy. So what they do now, what they've been doing up to now, is taking little random biopsies. So let's assume for the moment that somebody has heartburn, they go get an upper endoscopy, and they have precancerous cells. Well, it's, it's not easy at all to find them because it's a little like when I was a kid we played a game called Battleship with graph paper. We tried to guess where the other guy's submarine is. When they do these biopsies in the esophagus during an upper endoscopy the way they used to do them, it's completely random. And they're only testing about 3% of the esophagus. So it's very possible that the patient has precancerous cells and the endoscopy won't find it. And this is one of the reasons why doctors were hesitant to say until recently that esophageal cancer is preventable. 
So even if you did get an upper endoscopy, they might not find what's there. That's no longer true. With Watts, which is uh, just concluded, uh, we, we've, we're, this is around the country now, and, and the Watts 3D is something that any patient can get who gets an upper endoscopy. Uh, it's a much larger sample, and it makes it much less likely that anything that's abnormal is going to be missed. So how, does, how, does it, how does it work? Well, basically, the way they take these, the way they normally take a biopsy is they use a little forceps, and again, it's 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 uh, it's a tiny it's a tiny forceps, and unfortunately, the precancer, even the cancer, is can be even tinier. So I've had GIs tell me they feel like they work for the TSA at the airport, and they're only allowed to X-ray every thirtieth passenger on the plane. That's basically what they're doing today. It's random. Um, someone pointed out to me, a GI pointed out to me recently that the odds that if that you're going to they're going to find if there's something in the esophagus that's precancerous they're going to find it is pretty much the same as roulette it's about a three percent chance um, I'm not familiar with roulette but apparently there's one out of thirty eight uh, the ball, holes the ball can go into so those aren't really good odds and we've made that much much more powerful so now the way it works nothing is that in is that the doctor uh... will take the traditional biopsy if he sees something abnormal which isn't usually the case but then instead of doing these random little random biopsies, uh, what they do is they take a specially designed brush, they brush the esophagus, the cells get put on a slide, they get sent here to suffer New York or to one of our other labs, and uh, they get scanned by a very advanced computer system that was developed by originally from the Missile Defense Program. And it can find one abnormal cell out of 100,000 normal cells. And then the patient uh, finds out if they do or they don't have precancerous cells, and then the other major advance that happened just in the last maybe seven years, it's now extremely easy to treat precancerous cells. In the well, before, before we get to the treatment, the, the brush can do the entire esophagus? Well, it can. Uh, you don't normally need to test the entire esophagus. You need to test just the most... Uh, just the most uh, Vulnerable? Uh, the distal part, yeah, the cl right. part closest to the stomach. Right. Um, so one second. The uh, and and when you say that it's available to all, every GI now can do this, or has it available to them? It's become available in the last year, uh, so it's rapidly uh, expanding right now. But there are about seven centers in New York where you can get this in New York City. Uh, and it's uh, becoming widely available as we speak. I mean, uh, it's a major clinical trial that was just released uh, uh, two months ago that showed that this test was four times as uh, as effective as the random biopsy, and that's created a tremendous amount of interest. Did this most of the key opinion leaders, most of the major academic centers have this available, and uh, you can get it. Uh, you know, there's a website, Watts 3D for Me. So if you if you're taking Tums or your heartburn or you're taking a proton pump inhibitor. Prilosec, Nexium, Protonix, Asifex, any of those things, um, go to Watts3D4Me. It's on our uh, .com, um, and you can put your name in there. Tell us where you live, and we'll give you the name of a gastroenterologist near you that now does this test. This needed FDA approval, I assume? Yes, of course. We have all of that. Mark Ruttenberg is with us. He's chairman and CEO of CDX Diagnostics. By the way, a lot of the medications you just mentioned are taken by people, not the Tums, I'm talking about the, uh, the, uh, the more serious stuff, are taken by people who have been advised to take it because of what has been found in their esophagus. To reduce yeah, of course. Well, it's because of the heartburn, and, and right. it's a powerful drug for heartburn. Um, and, you know, everyone certainly who takes those drugs should certainly have 
at least one gas one one endoscopy with watch 3D. All right. So now the treatment. You say that. I mean, you started this conversation by saying it's preventable. Again, that would only be with this screening. I mean, right? we don't want people to to think that there's another magical way they still have to go and do the test. No magic here. Uh, exactly. Uh, the treatment once it's discovered. Right. So it used to be that what what happens is first. Of and by the way, even this, even this system that you've described could still catch it too late. Obviously. Right. Well, if you if we we catch it extremely early. We catch it, you know, years before it's a cancer. Before a patient has a cancer, first they get Barrett's. Okay, that's that's not a cancer. That that's a change in the lining of the esophagus, right. as you mentioned, right. that leads to cancer. But before they get before they go, they don't go from Barrett's to cancer. There are several stages of what we call dysplasia, which are precancerous cells. And you can have this for years. At first, it's low grade dysplasia, high grade dysplasia, and finally cancer. And what's happening is it's the number of mutations in the cells as the cells get progressively worse. If you find low-grade or high-grade dysplasia, you can now easily treat it. Um, and it used to be they had to take your esophagus out, which is a pretty morbid operation. That's no longer the case. It's now easily treatable with something called radiofrequency ablation. Uh, the gastroenterologist can treat this in the office, and it's uh, very effective. And so now it's easy to find and easy to treat. There's really no reason, Nachum, why anyone should should be dying of esophageal adenocarcinoma. I mean, it sounds it sounds like they're sort of um, uh, cutting out the tumor, but I guess because it's not as pronounced as tumors in other parts of the body, it's, it's not exactly like that, right? Yeah, because as long until it becomes a tumor, until it becomes a, an actual invasive cancer. What we're talking about is the thickness of a piece of paper. Right. It's the lining of the esophagus. It's very easy to treat. They, they use radiofrequency ablation. Uh, the doctor steps on a pedal, applies radiofrequency, and um, you, you basically get new tissue in the esophagus. You still have to come back for surveillance. You're sort of burning. Uh, make sure it doesn't come back, but, but it's a very effective treatment. Sounds like you're sort of burning out the, uh, the area and just letting new skin grow there. Or new, uh... that's, exactly, that's exactly what's happening. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, you think uh, endoscopies are ever going to be as common as colonoscopies? Because colonoscopies, it seems, everybody's got on their schedule you know, each and every year or a little bit less often than that to, to go and do. I think so. I think what's going to happen is that uh, some people are talking about the fact that every it's more common in men than women. Certainly uh, every male that perhaps turns 50 should have at least one upper endoscopy. I think people are thinking about doing that. Uh, that would be a screening test, uh, even if you don't have symptoms of heartburn. But certainly mm -hmm. if you have symptoms of heartburn, even if they're occasional, even if it's uh, just once in a while you need to take Tums to get, to get back to sleep, um, certainly go to a gastroenterologist, get an upper endoscopy, ask for watch 3D, so that if there is anything there, it'll be found. And it's one less thing to worry about in your life. And the reason, uh, what's the conjecture of why esophageal cancer is becoming so common now? So that's a very good question. Uh, we used to think that uh, it had to do with just the more heartburn. Um, you see a guy walking down uh, walking down Wall Street with a Frankfurt in his hand, and he's on a cell phone in the other hand. You know, that's not a condition to digest your food properly. Right. Uh, heartburn, obesity, uh, people being overweight. Um, but we're not exactly sure. Uh, the, the increase in the rate doesn't seem to match the increase in obesity, so we're not exactly sure why it's rising as quickly as it is. But it's the most rapidly growing cancer in the United States, and the good news is that with Watch 3D uh, and radiofrequency ablation, it's now completely preventable. And once one is, and I don't know if this is true or not, and you might know, uh, I would assume you do, uh, once one is diagnosed with it, it, it is one of the more difficult cancers to beat, right? 
Right. You don't want to let this become a cancer. Uh, when, when Watts detects the disease, it's not yet a cancer. Cancer cells have around seven to eight genetic mutations. Precancerous cells have three to four. That's when we detect it. And Barrett's esophagus is even before that. So as soon as, once you detect Barrett's or these precancerous cells and you treat them, it's, you've actually preempted the cancer. It's a little like a pap smear in the sense that you're detecting it before it's a cancer. Right. And so it, it's, it's like, you know, like two cars are about to collide and you prevented the collision. Uh, once, once the collision occurs, once it's esophageal cancer, uh, particularly if it's detected by, I don't know what your brother's symptoms were, but if he was had trouble, trouble swallowing, and that's how he got his first endoscopy, those patients are very difficult to cure. No, in his case, uh, frankly, there were no symptoms. There were no symptoms until he just wasn't... Until he couldn't swallow. Well, he wasn't feeling well, and uh, at that point, you know, we discovered a day later that he had stage 4 cancer. Those are very difficult to treat. Uh, the survival rate of esophageal cancer is extremely low. It's about the same as the pancreas. But uh, it's completely preventable. There's no reason why anyone should get this disease. If you have any symptoms of heartburn at all, especially if you're a guy over 40, go to a gastroenterologist, ask for Watts 3D, um, and if uh, you want to, if, the, if the doctor may, is probably familiar with it because it's, in, we've, it's been featured at many national meetings, uh, many publications, but uh, GIs are just learning about it now. But there, again, there are about five or six centers in New York that are doing it today, and you should be able to get it anywhere in the United States. But uh, go to the website, watch 3D for me, and give us your information, and we'll find you a doctor who can prevent this disease. Well, I, um, and by the way, you, you keep emphasizing the men, and I agree with that, obviously. It's based on the research, but there, there are men and women living on antacids. So all yes. of them, all of them should go get tested on a regular basis. And by the way, it's summer vacation for a lot of people now. I know it's not the most pleasant way to spend your summer vacation, but if you have a couple of days off, take the time to do these screening tests, including the upper endoscopy, and it could be a lifesaver, as we're describing. Mark Ruttenberg is chairman and CEO of CDX Diagnostics. He's a molecular biologist. So just one more time, I understand there's seven centers and all that, but if I go to a to my regular you know, endoscopy doctor, right, the person I usually go to, and ask them to utilize this method. Will they be capable of doing that? Will they have they, They'll need to contact us. I mean, the demand for this test is enormous right now. I mean, we, you know, we, we are just constantly training doctors. We're getting new GI practices started every single day. Um, we're doing thousands of these a month. We're saving lives every few hours. But, again, there are 15,000 gastroenterologists in the United States. There's a lot of doctors we have to train and equip. It doesn't cost anything. I mean, I just want to make this clear. This is covered by your insurance, the same insurance that covers your endoscopy. There's no additional charge to the patient. Um, there's no charge to the doctor either. It's all basically covered by the same insurance that covers your endoscopy. The other thing I want to point out about upper endoscopy, there's no prep like there is for a colonoscopy. Right, correct. Uh, it, it's just, just can't eat that morning. It's, right. it, you know, it, and it's, it's, it's a fairly quick procedure, so there's no reason not to do this. Yeah. All right, watts3d.com, W-A-T-S, the number 3, and then D.com, and you said it's Watts. Watts 3D for me, because right. that's want, the patient website. If, Watts 3D will get you there, but if for patients, it's Watts 3D for me. If you want to get information about where, uh, it, where the, the centers that do have this procedure already, Watts 3D for me, 
com. Is it difficult to learn the procedure when you have to train thousands of GIs? Is it tough for them to learn, or it's really not, easy? Not, not at all. No, we usually do the training in about a day. So once the once they know how to do an endoscopy, this is not a difficult thing for them to no, add on. Not at all. There's no equipment for them to buy. It's very quick. We provide them with the test kits, with the brushes in it. They send it back. It gets computer computer analysis and saves lives every hour. You're helping us save lives, Mark. I know it. I'm telling you, I've already heard from listeners who uh, have been saved by my messages, and this is just going to increase that, hopefully. So thank you, Yeshikoff, for this. All right. You take care. Have a good day. Mark Ruttenberg, Chairman and CEO of CDX Diagnostics. Get those upper endoscopies, everybody. Don't, God forbid, suffer like my brother did. Um, and uh, information, watts3d4me.com. And if you are a, a uh, gastroenterologist... Uh, please look into adding this procedure, which is FDA-approved, uh, to your repertoire. It could be a real lifesaver, as described. Six minutes before 8 o'clock Thursday morning on this Rosh Chodesh morning here at JM in the AM. Plenty more coming up. Eitan Freilach, who is uh, a brand-new singer as far as we're concerned, brand-new to the scene. He'll be joining us with some brand-new music. Plenty more happening here on a Thursday morning at JM in the AM, including... Uh, we'll go through the lineup of what to expect later on this morning as we have a phenomenal lineup and collection of shows uh, that will follow us after 9 a.m. here at jmtheam.org and on the NSN app. We'll do that and more coming up at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A. Sorry about that. We'll get to the Eitan Freilich uh, selection in a moment. Uh, J.M. in the A.M. with um, Shlemy Tosig wrapping up the hour with Kolomis Ameach. Mazdav again going out to the Rogelberg and Fass families. To Batsheva and Rabbi Yoshua, Josh Fass of Nefesh Benefesh. Uh, their children, Jessica and Alchanan, are getting married uh, tonight in Yerushalayim. We say Mazal Tov. Wish we could celebrate with them, but we will be able to wish them Mazal Tov live and in person when we embark on the uh, Nefesh Benefesh flight coming up on the 18th of July. And we are very, very much looking forward to that. Rosh Chodesh Tammuz here at JM and the AM with a reminder that we have amazing programming all day long on our stream at jmandtheam.org and on the NSN app. At 9 o'clock this morning, Charlie Harari is going to be on. His weekly program is called The Boardroom, uh, featuring an in-depth look at the importance of finding your unique voice. That's happening with Charlie Harari coming up with The Boardroom. Jew in the City Speaks will encore an interview with John Peasy, one of our favorites. He's a Catholic ventriloquist comedian on a mission to share his love of the Orthodox Jewish community with the world. So that's coming up with the um, Jew in the City Speaks program. That's happening uh, uh, starting at 10 a.m., at JM in the AM. Miriam L. Wallach today on That's Life, starting at 10.30 Eastern Time, will have Rabbi Hanoch Hecht, the co-director of Chabad Duchess Rhinebeck Jewish Center in upstate New York, and his wife, Tzivi, known as the Six-Minute Rabbi, and he recently participated as a contestant on the Food Network show called Chopped. In an episode titled Leap of Faith, he completed alongside three other clerics, a priest, pastor, and nun, to prepare a... He competed, rather, uh, to prepare an appetizer, entree, and dessert using special basket ingredients revealed at the beginning of each round. He grew up in Brooklyn, New York. He's one of ten children. He loved helping his mother. The, that would be my first question to him. <laughs> when did you find out you liked to cook? And it says here that he enjoyed helping his mother in the kitchen. I guess that answers that question. Anyway, uh, he is a, a six-minute rabbi, and he is a chopped competitor, competitor rather, and Miriam L. Wallach gets the opportunity to grill him, get it, uh, coming up starting at 10.30 this morning at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. And um, uh, followed by live lunch. I have a whole list of topics for today's live lunch. So if you like when we get into conversations about a variety of topics, I already have put together, I think, five or six items that I have to get to during the live lunch today, which should be a lot of fun as it always is. And uh, then coming up at 1 o'clock uh, this afternoon, Eastern Time, It'll be the uh, Stun Show Encore with uh, Jordan B. Gorfinkel and the World According to Gorf when he visits Camp Yavne. That's at, uh, that's at uh, 1 p.m. It says here 11 a.m., but it's at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And then Throwback Thursday goes back to a live music presentation from 2005 with the great Chaim David. And I want to give a shout-out to Avrami Fine. I saw him this week at a wedding. He told me how amazing Throwback Thursday was last week. It was Mayor Weingarten's tribute to Naomi Shemer. And he told me how enjoyable that program was. So we bring back some amazing programs with Throwback Thursday starting at 2 o'clock Eastern Time on the uh, stream at jmnam.org and on the NSN app today. Chaim David from 11 years ago. You'll hear that live performance. Eitan Freilach is next. He's got a brand new album. It's called Am Yisrael Chai. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM Dial Broadcasting Live. From the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. And, of course, on the NSN app.
J.M. and the A.M. It's called Ko'amar, Eitan Freilich, from the brand new album entitled Am Yisrael Chai. Eitan Freilich, welcome to J.M. and the A.M. Good morning, Gachodesh Nachum, how are you? Uh, good and Chodesh to you and Mazal Tov on the brand new album. Thank you so much, this, thank you. This is it's your... very, very exciting. By the way, I just want to tell you, Ko'amar, you just played, literally two days ago, I landed, went to Ruli Azrahi, the music producer, and we actually re-recorded that as a live session, which should be coming out sometime soon. Very nice. We look forward to that. Mazel Tov on your Am Yisrael Chai album. I assume, it's your, you. I assume it's your debut album. Yes, yes. My first album, hopefully first of many. And I assume uh, you're originally from England, am I right? Yeah, I'm from London. I'm still there. You're a Brexit uh, or you're an anti-Brexit? <laughs> I'm an anti-Brexit. 
<laughs> uh, I don't know if that helps much these days. Uh, so, at what point did you decide it's time to uh, hop into the Jewish music world? Well, it's a, it's a good question. I've been doing it for a while. Uh, I've been doing it since I was very young, um, singing at chuppahs and you know, smaller things. And I guess I, as, as it, it was a slow progression. As it got on, I, I was doing more and more. I was doing bigger and bigger simchas. And then uh, eventually, uh, you know, I was speaking to Yossi Green, and he very much encouraged me. He said, now the next step is the album. You've got to do an album. And it just went from there. I teamed up with Avi Newmark, my producer, and we just literally, we're going, we're going from strength to strength. Um, what is the Jewish music scene in England? Is it similar to what we have here? It's very it... different. It's not as big. It's a much, much smaller market. Um, but it also makes it much more interesting, man. Um, you, uh, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great scene. But it's very different. I can't say it's exactly the same here. There's, there's, there's so much going. I mean, I recorded here because there's an amazing, amazing team here. Um, I was in. Uh, I was with Avi Newmark. I was with Jan Freita, the arranger, and uh, it's a different scene, but it's equally as good. It's equally as fun. Um, but it's great. I get to travel a lot. Who com- <laughs> who composed Kalmar? Uh, that was Ari Goldwag. Oh, very nice. That was actually. I've got to tell you, that was a song. Avi Newmark. We we were working on singles, and we were thinking maybe we'll do an album or a single. We weren't sure. And Avi sent me that song. I said, right, now we need to get all the songs equally as good, and we need to do an album. Just from that song. That was the first song. Very nice. Eitan Freilich is with us. Sounds like he's from England, and he is. And he's visiting the United States. He's out with a brand-new album entitled Ami Chaim, assuming it's available everywhere at this point. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely everywhere. Even a karaoke version is available now. Oh, no. <laughs> now you know you've made it, huh? <laughs> uh, all right, where should we head to? Which track should we do next for our wonderful listeners? I think, you know, what really, really popular is Halayla and all the camps this summer. Halayla seems to be the popular one. Are you doing a camp tour this summer? Well, I've just, I've just done, literally, I just got back a few hours ago from Camp Hass. We did Camp Simcha. Oh, you were at Camp Hass last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Camp Simcha the day before. I popped in there. I did a surprise concert for them. So it's, it's been, I mean, it's been, a, I've got to tell you, I've been here for two days, two full days. I've been out with Avi. I've done this live session with Hiradi Azrahi. I was in Playmaster Studio after Camp Hass last night. I've, uh, you know, done like six, seven meetings, and then I did those two concerts. So Phenomenal. Crazy, crazy schedule. Good to have a full schedule, that's for sure. Well, listen, I'm ending off with, ending off with you. I fly back. Uh, ending off? Yeah. Most people start with us. I, it's amazing that you're ending with us. <laughs> <laughs> most people Love start, uh, actually, in London. Uh, we have listeners in London and uh, in England in general, and I guess they're listening in the middle part of the day, actually. Yeah, so they're not yeah, starting yeah. their day with us like the New Yorkers are. All right, Eitan <laughs> Freyla, who wrote Halila? Uh, Halala was another Ari Goldwag. Is he is he responsible for all the compositions? No, he did two. I've chosen two by him. It seems to be uh, Ari Goldwag ones. And, uh, you know, I've met him. Uh, we speak quite a lot, and he's a great guy. So, you know, he does great songs. Well, he's, he's compo- he knows what people want to listen to, I'll tell you that much. Uh, he's comp- and, you know, do you know what, the thing is, he's also a very genuine person, which is what means a lot more to me. Like, he, he's a really, really genuine. And you know what? That's what comes out in the music. Through his lyrics, through his tunes, that's what comes out. And we get a chance to hear it now. Halila is brand new. Eitan Freilich is with us live via telephone. A brand new music alert Thursday at JM in the AM.
Shame in the AM with Eitan Freyla, who was with us live via telephone. We call it a new music alert Thursday here at JM in the AM. Nice tune there, Eitan. Knuckle, I have to say, I'm just thinking as you're playing it, that, that tune really sums up exactly why I joined this, this industry, this music industry, because no. literally listening to it just now, like, I, I do weddings, I do these simchas simply because it's incredible. It's an incredible atmosphere. It's an incredible privilege to be part of it. And, um, you know, that song, it, it's talking about that is, you know, it's talking about celebrating it. You know, I'll tell you what, our Jewish nation, there's something incredible about us is that the way we celebrate our simcha t- t- together is, is, is incredible. It's amazing. And that song is literally all about that. It's about singing together, dancing together, celebrating that night together. You know, not even just at a simcha, even half yesterday. It's not about, it's a, great, it's a great reminder to me. It's not about us. It's not about the singers. It's not about the musicians. It's about the people that are dancing. You know, yesterday with the campers at Hask, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm still on the high. The adrenaline's still going. Well, they know how to party up at Hask, I'll tell you they that live, much. They live for music. Oh, yeah. It's incredible to see their faces because, you know, these campers, you can literally, you know, touch these neshamas. You can touch these souls through music. You don't even need words. It's, yeah. it's absolutely incredible. It is amazing. We speak often about the music component to uh, places like Camp Hask. It is absolutely incredible. I mean, the truth is, music components everywhere, you know, have an ability to reach people that... Other means do not. Eitan Freilich is with us. The album is called Am Yisrael Chai. All right, your choice, Eitan, of uh, which selection to go to next for our listeners. Wow, okay. <laughs> you give me a lot of power here. Yeah, why not? So um, I guess the, the next one should be Am Yisrael Chai. It's the, the music video. We just filmed it um, in Israel just a couple weeks ago. Um, and hopefully it'll be coming out soon as well. All right, we'll talk about that in a minute. The uh, Am Yisrael Chai video is expected, everybody. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> And we'll find out more from Eitan Freilich coming up. Am Yisrael Chai is his title track. Here it is at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM with Eitan Freilich. A new music Thursday at JM in the AM. Rosh Chodesh Tammuz morning. Thanks for tuning in on this Thursday. And uh, a reminder tomorrow, weekly update with Malcolm Holmline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He'll be with us at 7.40 tomorrow morning, Eastern Time. Also a reminder, we have amazing programming on our stream all day long at jmdm.org. I'll go through the lineup with you coming up here at jmdm. Who's responsible for that Ami Yisrael? Hi, Eitan. Eddie Schwab. Eddie Schwab. Very nice. Good tune. Uh, how do you decide on the theme for the video? So very interesting. It took a long time. Um, Mendy Pellin uh, originally wrote the script. Ah, uh, Mendy's uh, amazing. He's incredible. We're he's big amazing. Mendy Pellin fans. He's an, he's another really really genuinely nice guy, yeah. and it's great. You know, I, I've got to say, my in what I do, I get to meet. I'm I'm honored. I get to meet so many new people, um, and he is just one incredibly talented person as well. So. so what did so he wrote the script. He wrote the script originally, and then what we decided to do was film it in Israel. So what we did is we got an Israeli crew and an incredible Israeli crew, um, the same people who did the Yaakov Shweki at Record Video, right. the same director, Hadassah Khan, and she took Mendy's script and she just developed it more um, for, for the star that we were doing in Israel. And uh, I filmed with, with them in Israel, I think, three weeks ago. We did like seven days of filming um, across the whole of Israel. It was just stunning. It was beautiful. Um, I've got to say, I had the best time ever um, I really want to do another video now because of that. <laughs> Very nice. All right, that'll be available to everybody when? So we're in the middle of editing it. I'm not going to give a date because I'm very uh, I'm a stickler for uh, for quality. I'm really a stickler for quality. So. Um, but you'd be um, sh- you'd be shocked if uh, in the next couple of weeks it will not be out. Let's put it that way. I'm, the truth is, I'm aiming for before Yom Tov in September because I'm not going to bring it out during three weeks. Right. I'm not going to bring it out during August. Right. So probably probably before the Yom Tovim. I hope, but I'm just very excited. It's got a great concept. I'm Israel Chai. You know, we played Halila before, uh, talking about all the happiness. Mm-hmm. I'm Israel Chai. It's talking about, you know, there could be sad times, but it doesn't even matter because being part of the Jewish nation, there's, there's always hope. There's always just coming together. And that's also happy. We turn bad times into happy times. So either way, that's the power, that's the power of the Jewish people, that's yeah. the power of our nation. And there's always hope is, uh, is a fact. Uh, all right, the next selection you'd like to do off of, we have time for a couple of more. I'm Israel Chai uh, album, uh, Eitan Freilich. What do we got for us? I think we should do, I, I guess, Avi, Avi Newmark, my producer, he's very well known for, for doing a song for everyone. So all different styles of songs. I think we should choose a different one now. Let's go for maybe a more traditional Jewish style. Uh, maybe Eliyahu. It's written by Avi Kula. Uh, I really, really touched I mean, I heard it the first time. I took it. Written by who? Avi Kula. Where's he from? Avi, I, you know what? I, I, I think America somewhere in America. Oh, interesting. He's brought out his own album, I think, a couple of years ago. He's a really, he's also, I go to say this about everyone. I'm just very, very, very lucky. He's, he's an amazing person. I, I speak to him quite often um, about, Elio has been a big success. And, oh. uh, and I personally, listen, I had it the first time, and I really, really loved it from the start. Eitan Freilich is with us. Brand new music Thursday here at JM in the AM. It's called Eliyahu. Shimon. 
Eitan Freilich is with us. He's in from England. He is spending some time in New York, and he's out with a brand new album, Am Yisrael Chai, and we'll get to uh, one final selection with him coming up to wrap up this segment here at JM and the AM. Eitan, information, how do people get in touch with you or uh, find out more about everything we're talking about this morning? It's funny, as we're speaking, people are actually messaging me. You, yeah. can, uh, <laughs> you can contact me on Facebook, on uh, any social media. I'm very active. I'm always posting updates of what, I, what, what I'm up to. Um, and uh, I guess you can also buy the album on you know, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, mostly music. 
you, all, the, all the distributors are setting it. You've done some live concerts already, obviously. You talked about yeah, last yeah. night. I, mean, uh, I did one in London. I've got to say, I, I did one in London before the album. I decided to do something slightly different. I actually did a, a proper big concert in London before the album came out to showcase the songs that were, were coming. And I actually gave a bit of background to it, explained my experiences. And uh, it's funny, I'm getting loads of messages here asking why we haven't played Eight Time at the concert. It was already a huge hit before the album came out. And in London, I remember I was doing a wedding the night the album came out, and that was literally, they were singing the song back to me already, um, Eight Time. It's also been translated into Spanish. From what I saw, I looked on YouTube, it's been translated already into Spanish. So I guess so, we have an obligation to wrap up the segment with Eight Time, huh? <laughs> I, I think it's a Yitzhi Wilner. I mean, it's a Yitzhi Wilner song, and uh, I personally love, love singing it. Nearly every concert I go to, I sing it. Um, it's uh, for me. It's one of my favorites. Eitan, I, I thank you for joining us. Good luck on the brand new album, Mazal Tov, on the debut of Am Yisrael Chai. Thank you so much. Uh, you. As you said, people could find you all over social media, and uh, between the video and other news, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about over the next couple of months. We wish you the best of luck. We're going to wrap up the segment with Eitzchayim and uh, c- continue your uh, successful journey to the United States. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> and Thanks, keep and Martin. keep keep meeting nice people. It seems it seems <laughs> that's what it's all about. That's you're, what you're, about. <laughs> it certainly seems you're enjoying that, which is wonderful. Eitan Freilach on a Thursday morning, Rosh Chodesh here at JM. Name will close out this segment with his Eitz Chaim here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Eitan Freilach, I thank him. That was a uh, nice conversation. I'm Yisrael Chai, the name of the album. Rosh Chodesh Tammuz here at J.M. in the A.M. at 8.34, 26 minutes before 9 o'clock. Amazing day on our stream all day long at jmtheam.org and, of course, on the NSN app. Uh, don't forget that uh, following J.M. in the A.M., Charlie Harari has the boardroom uh, program. The boardroom will uh, feature an encore on the importance of finding your unique voice. Jew in the City Speaks will be on at 10 a.m. with the John Pizzi, the Catholic ventriloquist and comedian who's on a mission to share his love of the Orthodox Jewish community with the world. That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach, a brand new program with Rabbi Hanoch Hech, 31 years old and co-director of Chabad Duchess Rhinebeck Jewish Center in upstate New York. And he is the six-minute rabbi who participated as a contestant on the popular Food Network show Chopped. He grew up in Brooklyn, New York, one of ten children. From what we hear, he did a pretty good job on the uh, CHOP program. Miriam L. Wallach has a chance to speak with him starting at 10.30 Eastern Time on the stream at jmnam.org and, of course, on the NSN app. We'll do a live lunch starting at 11, coming up at 1 o'clock. Gorf with an encore of one of his great stunt shows. And at 2 o'clock, a throwback Thursday, JM in the AM with Chaim David live in studio. That should be a lot of fun, or I'm sure it was a lot of fun. It'll be fun listening to it again 11 years later on a throwback Thursday this afternoon. So make sure to be tuned in for all of that. Today is Rosh Chodesh, the mother of Halel Yaffa Ariel, has asked everybody to say Halel today with greater intent, with greater kavanah. By the way, I noticed on the Facebook, on more than one occasion already, uh, baby namings, including a, uh, a bris that I saw a picture from just a few minutes ago, uh, where the baby was named Halel in memory of Halel Yaffa Ariel. And I mentioned that uh, the family, the Ariel family, after they got up from Shiva today, went directly to the Mark family in Otniel to uh, be Menachem Ovel to pay a condolence call to the Mark family after the murder uh, by an Arab terrorist of their dear father, of a Mickey Mark, um, last week. And um, that happened right as they got up from Shiva this morning. They went over there. Uh, we also uh, mentioned earlier there's a GoFundMe campaign for a bulletproof vehicle for the Mark family that's uh, being spearheaded by Yeshiva Torah Shraga. It is, uh, I believe it's still on my Facebook page, as uh, so you can find it there, but a lot of people are sending it around. Give what you can and as generously as possible. Want to wish a mazel tov to the Rogelberg and uh, Fass families. Uh, today, uh, Jessica and Alchanan are being married in Yerushalayim. Special mazel tov to uh, the amazing Jewish heroes, Batsheva and Rabbi Yoshua Fass. We'll see Rabbi Fass a few days from now when we head to Israel with Nefesh Benefesh. We'll get to wish him a mazel tov in person. Oh, we take this opportunity on the airwaves to wish them the very best and Harbei Nachat as they get ready for tonight's big celebration in Yerushalayim. Mazel tov to Elchanan and Jesse from all of us here at the JM in the AM. Oh, and I must wish a mazel tov, uh, Cindy and Barry Lieben and the entire extended Lieben family. Amelia Rose Lieben is uh, now new to this world, uh, born yesterday, and a very special mazel tov to Michael and Lindsay and the entire family, and of course to Barry and to um, and to Cindy and the entire family, the Liebens are celebrating the birth of a brand new granddaughter, and we say Mazalta from all of us here at JM in the AM. More coming up. Keep it here at ninety one point one FM, ninety point one FM in the Catskills. And yes, the Catskill region. I remind you again has ninety point one FM, a golden opportunity for a lot of people out there to uh, tune in while they're up in the Catskill region or traveling back and forth from the Catskills to the New York area. Uh, 91.9 FM in Rockland County, around the world on the web at jmnam.org, and of course on the NSN app where you can comment on anything that's going on. More coming up, including this from Yaakov Shweki.
אנו מודיעים בצער רב על פטירתו של מרן הראשון לציון, מועצת חכמי התורה, הגאון הרב חיים עובדיה יוסף.
Jam in the AM with Aryeh Kunstler and Imesh Gachayich. Eighth day had celebrate. You heard Yaakov Shweki in there with Maran Shali. Heard from Eitan Freilich's biggest fan in London who called us just a few minutes ago to say how nice that conversation was. Thank you. Eitan Freilich was with us. We missed the brand new music debut. Check it out later on in the archive section of jmtheam.org. Rosh Chodesh Tamla's morning here on a Thursday, and I thank you for tuning in. A lot of people have been sending us the uh, that brand new video that features uh, Halel Yaffa Ariel in her dance performance and a song written specifically in memory of her. I thank you for that. Tomorrow, it's uh, Malcolm Holmline who will join us for the weekly update here at JMM starting at about 7.40 in the morning. Make sure to be tuned in. Amazing day on our stream all day long at jmnam.org. Charlie Harari with the boardroom coming up at 9 o'clock. John Peasy is uh, Allison Joseph's guest on Jew in the City Speaks at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, the the um, Chabad rabbi who was on Chopped is the guest of Miriam Al-Wallach in a brand new That's Life program starting at 10.30 Eastern Time this morning at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. Make sure to be tuned in. We'll do a live lunch starting at 11. And of course, the uh, the stunt show will be a uh, an encore presentation of Gorf's visit to Camp Yavne. And then at 2 o'clock, Throwback Thursday, will feature Chaim Dovid in a live performance. So there's a lot going on on our stream at jmnam.org and on the NSN app all day long. Make sure you are tuned in. Make sure to enjoy. And, of course, you can comment on the app at any point during the day. We will see that. And uh, believe me, we appreciate the comments very, very much. 77 degrees, scattered thunderstorms, and a high temperature of 89. Big uh, regards to our friends up at Camp Masora who enjoyed Mordechai Shapiro last night. Loved watching some of the Facebook Live videos that were on during that performance right in the middle of the campus. That was pretty cool. Uh, so best regards to Ari and Joseph and everybody up at Camp Missouri who are having a wonderful season so far and getting ready for their first Shabbos with the campers. That will begin tomorrow night. That's always fun. Um, and those of you out there who uh, missed my conversation with Mark Ruttenberg earlier, we spoke about esophageal cancer and endoscopies and getting tested and... Uh, Making sure to um, that if you're on a steady diet of Tums and or Rolades, uh, to get an upper endoscopy as soon as possible, especially if you're a male 40 or over, but it really applies to anybody who suffers from heartburn. If you missed any of that conversation, you can check it out later on in the archive section of jmam.org. Uh, who do we have next? We've got um, Shlaimi Gertner next on a Thursday Rosh Chodesh at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. That's uh, Shlaimi Gertner and Achenu uh, Israel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel. We are with you as your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at ninety one point nine on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org, and of course on the NSN app. That wraps up a Thursday for us here at JMNAM. My thanks to Eitan Freilich and all of our guests. Plenty more coming up on the stream at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. Make sure to be tuned in, including right now as Charlie Harari kicks off the boardroom starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And we welcome your comments on the app. Go to the NSN app and just post a comment on the home screen. We are always welcoming your comments. Tomorrow morning, it's a weekly update time and plenty more starting at 6 a.m. I hope you'll join us. Till then, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs>